Good afternoon and welcome to Mental Health Mondays. As we get back in the swing of things here at Austin P, one of the things we here at PCAST Productions are looking to broaden our horizons and those of our listeners, one of the avenues we want to explore further is mental health. Today we talk to one of the athletes in the one sport that clearly needs mental strength every bit as much as it does physical talent, golf. Riley Cooper, one of the women's golf team, is someone who's dealt who's fought back from injury, lost a spring due to pandemic, and yet retains the mental fortitude necessary to succeed in a sport as isolating as golf often is. Did I get all that right? Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> um, a nutshell. The, the mental game, like, lay a, lay a foundation for the mental aspect of golf because it is so, it's just you. Like, yeah. there's, if you shoot poorly, you can hope your teammates pick you up, but <laughs> it's it's not like you can just pass the club on to the next person and be like, hey, you know what? You hit this drop. Yeah, you got it. Um, lay a mental. I mean, that's probably, like, I mean, if there's been one thing that I've struggled with, it's it's been the mental side of golf. Um, it's, for me, was always a confidence thing. Um and just standing over a shot and knowing, like, I put in the work. I do, like, I know that I can do this, especially the harder shots. And when those doubts creep in, it they creep in. And, <laughs> it, like, keeping those out is not easy. But, uh, I mean, as far as a mental layout. If that, if that comes with you to the course, that feeling, that, that self-doubt, Oh yeah, it's it's going to be with you for the eighteen, right? Oh yeah. Why is good mental health important just to the overall well being of a student athlete? I just I don't think people outside people realize all that we juggle. I like you're dealing with not only obviously school and your sport, but all the sectors within that, and then oh, I might have a relationship, oh, I might have some family drama going on, oh, I might have some personal, like, just internal You're issues going on that I'm, like, dealing with on a daily basis. And then, oh, but you've also got to show up for weights, you got to show up for practice, and you not only got to show up, you got to perform. And I just don't think people realize what we go through, and I think that's why it's so important. Like, I'm glad that I've been in college when this has been a a topic of discussion. And, like, I've been a, able to be a part of different events that, like, Austin, just Austin P and the OVC has, like, put on to encourage those conversations. Because um, it's a lot. <laughs> How do you talk with your peers and teammates about it? Um, I have never, like you know, directly said, like, we need to have a, a mental health conversation. I think it's a lot of little things of just, like, hey, how are you doing today? Or, hey, I know you had a bad day. Or, like, I can see it, like, whatever you're going through, you know, what's going on. I think just checking on teammates is more the big thing than it is, hey, like, how's your mental health, you know? Because I think that is basically saying it without – making an uncomfortable conversation, if that just, makes sense. Just sort of checking in with yeah. them, and then if they need to... I think it's more, like, I don't think people realize, because obviously you can say, how was your day? And I can be like, oh, I'm fine. Like, oh, it was fine, you know, whatever. Yeah. Even if I say it's okay, you're, you're probably just like, okay, cool. Like, I asked you how your day was. But I think 
the simple question, how are you? Like those three words that can open that opens up a lot of conversation of like, you know, like that's one thing that Ryan Combs is always really good about, especially with our SAC executive team. He starts every meeting. How are you guys? Especially right now. And just hearing that, I mean, is earth shattering sometimes because you're just like, you know what? I'm not okay. (laughs) And here's why. But I just think that simple, like, hey, check in kind of thing. Has the right now kind of forced everybody to be more open and vulnerable about, I'm not all right. Nothing about this is okay. Yes. No, I definitely think people are more willing to admit their frustrations because these like this time period right now is not easy to get through. But no, yeah, I definitely think so. Is it more difficult to get underclassmen, usually more reserved, usually more reticent to barely be open to talk about mental health? Or is it upperclassmen who are more self-confident and also kind of looked at as leaders? Are, is it tough to get them to show, to kind of wear their heart on their sleeve and show that their mental health needs what needs some needs something because yeah. it's it it can be perceived as weakness. I once I thought about that. I think it's not so. You're gonna have some freshmen that come in that are a little more reserved, and with what I'm seeing with kind of the age group now, there's some that come in that are little more on the entitled side and they're like oh I'm ready like you know they're coming in they're not playing around I think it's more the experience because like everyone is going to have a different freshman and sophomore year and I think it's one of those like once you get through it you then are able to look back and be like "Mm, like I was not in a good place then or oh that was a really tough time period in my life and I think it's more the experience and then you're more willing to admit like yeah, like I probably could have asked somebody for some help or, you know, I didn't realize what I was going through, especially if you haven't been through something like that. You know, if you had a pretty flat and easy high school time, like you don't, you didn't really deal with much, especially if it's your sport, you know, I think it's more the experience is those freshmen and sophomore don't really know like, oh, this is like, a really hard time and I need to like go talk to somebody or I might need some extra help in something you know yeah when a team leader discusses mental health does that kind of foster an environment of having open and honest conversations about it yeah I definitely think so I think seeing an older teammate admit like look I need I had to break down and like I needed to go get some help like I think then they're like oh okay like I can go do that I definitely think that helps. Fun and enjoyment. What you do is still supposed to be fun and enjoyable, even though you're doing it for the university and you're doing it to get your school paid for. When it comes to having that positive self-perception, how much does fun and enjoyment really factor into it? I think, I mean, you always hear when you're signing or, you know, you're, saying like I want to go play college golf you better love it because if not you are miserable and so I definitely think if I am showing up to practice or I'm showing up to weights every day and I'm just like I don't want to do this like I think that's why a lot of players either transfer depending on the situation or they don't play anymore or they're like I'm done 
are just like it, I, it's usually the love of the game is what keeps you going and when you don't enjoy that anymore that's when you have when you lose that love can you get it back personally i can say yeah because i can say my freshman and sophomore year i did not love golf <laughs> i it, it i have grown to love the I I how do I put this? I my sp- fall of my sophomore year, I had an injury, and it was almost a break that I didn't know that I needed. And it I came back and I was ready to go. Like I didn't take the game for granted anymore. And then I also think a gradual seeing finally seeing some progress in my game made me okay like I can do this like I'm good enough to be here and I think that completely flipped my perception of the game and I was able to thoroughly enjoy it my junior year and I you saw it in my scores like I dropped like five strokes off my average so it's like oh okay yeah there is a a correlation between enjoying it and then you're gonna probably play well (laughs) and like you're not hating your life out there so take away talent for a second in golf in a sport that offers way more time to think than any other sport can mental health be so crippling that you can't overcome it with talent oh yeah because i mean your brain's controlling everything so i think if you're standing over shots and your thoughts are just like all over the place overwhelming you there i mean yeah there i mean because i've i've had that no like you really can't get through it like it's so much of this is between your ears you always hear it's (laughs) it's up there how do you battle back from that spot in that headspace to resume like you did being a productive part of the team Um, I think, I mean, figuring out, like, how you play, especially mentally, like, I'm one that I, I need to be loose, and I need to be a little more chatty with, like, the people I'm with, than being, like, stoic and quiet, and, like, what would look on the outside as focused, it, no, because there's too much going on in my head. But I'm also an overthinker. So, I like, I know I have teammates that they prefer not to talk to the girls that they're playing with. But my perception is we're out there for either 12 hours or five hours. So, I'm going to get to know you. And we're going to – I'm going to know where you're from, about your family, about <laughs> what schools you looked at, what's your team like, what's your coach like. Like, I think that – especially if I don't have a coach walking with me, just that banter or that chatting in between shots keeps my mind off. Like what can go wrong? What just went wrong? Or what am I like, what am I sitting at? Like, you know, what am I gonna shoot today? Whatever. I definitely had to learn that I cannot think about where I sit during the day. Like I can't look at my coach and be like, oh, I'm five over, like da 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 da. Like, if my coach comes up to me and asks, I'm like, I don't know. Like, 
I'm just worried about this. Here's like, the scorecard. You figure it out. Here's the scorecard. You figure it out. I don't want to think about it. And that's when I've played better is when I'm not thinking about 72, 73. Oh, I got to get this back. Like just the thoughts that run through my brain. My, I mean, my dad makes fun of me all the time, but it's bad. So chatting, I think just figuring out what works for you and how you're able to play that best game. I didn't really think about the the factor that who you're playing with on a given day can have such an effect because like if you're partnered with somebody or a couple of people who are like that who who can keep a dialogue going mm-hmm. who who kind of keep it loose and light oh, yeah like do you play better that way when oh, you got yeah. people to I bounce mean, like, off of? and that's how I've made some of my best friendships like I now follow a handful of girls that I've played with on Instagram and we like message each other and I have created actual friendships and especially if there's schools that we see a lot through the year it's like oh there's my friend Rico oh there's so-and-so and I'm like hey you know and that especially you get excited to see each other especially because the odds on me seeing girls from junior golf or you know pre-college are really slim like so creating friendships and you're then excited to go play with oh we're played with Stanford like oh do I get to play with Mary Kate you know whoever so there's a lot of like that's also been the joy of college golf is like I literally now have friends from around the world um so it's it definitely also contributes to how you play I think now the flip side of that is do you ever see the pairing sheet and kind of go oh gosh not um you don't got to name names, but, like... I was going to say, there's only one school that I would say we really kind of, eh. But usually coach says, like, hey, we got to focus on ourselves. Like, and I won't go too far into depth about this school. Um, so, yes, to answer the question, there are some. But Is, does it kind of... try not to let that contribute to... Does it your send attitude you, about the day? Yeah, I was gonna say, does it send you on the course kind of in a in a pre round funk yeah. a little bit? Like, oh, I gotta I really grind try. out the next eighteen <laughs> yeah. or thirty six. I try. We try not to, but there's definitely some complaining afterwards of like comparing stories of, <laughs> well, my girl did this, my girl did that. So, how can we as staffers and coaches be more proactive about helping the student athletes focus on mental health? Um, I think kind of going back to coaches and even staff, when you see, especially if it's a, a student athlete, you know, just how are you kind of thing. Um, I mean, I definitely think that Austin P has given us the resources um, as far as we have, like, student health services and the counseling services. Um, Teresa over there has been very proactive about you know getting to know us getting out into like she's come and watched us play and uh, we've done stuff with her and I I know different teams do stuff with her so I mean I feel like as far as this being kind of a new conversation within athletics because I mean I wouldn't say at least I didn't notice and maybe that's just because I wasn't a student athlete until four years ago but uh, these initiatives and these events that OVC has put on specifically is relatively new and they're still figuring out, you know, what can we do better? Um, But I just think daily check-ins, like especially like 
like you've texted me during the pandemic and stuff like how are you doing you know so I definitely think that goes a long way um but I feel like we're doing pretty good with where we're at 2020 has been a lot how important has it been to kind of assess yourself and take care of yourself and do things for you to keep you in a good mental health space during all those oh I mean it's it's definitely been I mean I, I think different people took the quarantine and the downtime in different ways um I mean I definitely tried to work on myself and you know be aware of where I'm at um but I mean yeah it's definitely been a lot <laughs> When someone with a voice and a platform shares a negative viewpoint on mental health, does it harm all the progress and advances that we've made as a, as a society about being more open on these topics? Um, I would not, I can't, no, I don't think so because when I have seen negative perceptions about it, especially on social media, it seems like everyone rallies back around whoever was being attacked and was like, that's not okay. Like we don't do that anymore. Yeah. We don't do that. And I think it, it then brings almost like a little bit of a, a push towards the progress because it nudges everybody else. Yeah. It's like, okay, no, like we're not there anymore. (laughs) Like how important is openness and vulnerability when talking about mental health? I mean, I think that's, like, the core base of it is just being comfortable enough to have that conversation. Um, But, I mean, I think if you're willing to talk about it, then that is usually about the first step. You guys in SAC have spent the last couple of years really doing a tremendous job of trying to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health. What is the next step in that push? Um... I think in the first few years, we were really pushing for that to be a a campus-wide thing. And then after the first few go-arounds of our events and stuff, it was like, wait, we need to kind of scale this back, and we need to make sure our teams know about it, talk about it, are doing the steps. Let's start with us and then expand. And so that was kind of our focus last year. Um, and so I think kind of keeping with that and making sure our teams are involved, our teams know, our teams talk about it, or at least try to find some way, like, cause every team's different, you know? So, and that's, we ha- really had to stress that of like, what we're saying for golf and volleyball might not work for, you know, football and baseball when you are, are working on a much larger scale. Um, but They've def- we've definitely done a good job of at least creating that little ripple, and hopefully it's helped somebody. Riley, I applaud your courage and frankness about everything with regard to mental health. I know these aren't easy conversations, but my hope is that as more leaders like you make themselves open and vulnerable, reveal the human side, talk about how important it is to acknowledge mind is every bit as important as the body when it comes to performance and being a complete person that we can chip away with these at these perceived stigmas bit by bit uh thank you for coming in and giving me a few minutes of 
your perspective. It's Thank always you for having me. Most welcome. <laughs> this has been Mental Health Monday. Have a good week.